That's probably, uh, probably why he fucking said that he was trying to impress Jodie Foster so he could plead insanity. He was like, well, I saw a taxi driver and I just thought that... Uh, Your said, Honor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Have you seen Taxi Driver? <laughs> <laughs> Travis Bickle gave up his life to protect this woman and I'm going to follow in those footsteps. Your like crimes have been heinous. <laughs> absolutely <laughs> terrible. You are a menace to society. Your Honor, I hear everything you said. <laughs> but have you seen Taxi Driver? <laughs> Shout out uh, to the core for the tasty lick uh, show and uh, and their new uh, new fucking um, what do you call it? new single just dropped. All right, welcome back to Show Yours Podcast with, with Jackie and Johnny. I'm Jackie Agnew. Well, Ty's here too now. Remember we talked about it yeah. last time. Yeah, he we said he was going to do whatever. You said you yeah. going to give him yeah. yeah. a pause. Give me some yeah. space to do whatever, bro. <laughs> <laughs> welcome back to Show Me Yours with Jackie and Johnny <laughs> and me, Ty Buzzo. <laughs> Oh, I had a whole thing. Uh, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> I thought it was going to be like, I we say with Jackie and Johnny, I'm Jackie Agnew, I'm Johnny DeVito, and then That's Ty what I was waiting on. Oh, so I'm fucked up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. all right. Okay. okay. We can start it over. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to Show Me Yours with Jackie and Johnny. I'm Jackie Agnew. I'm Johnny DeVito. And I'm Ty Boisnow. <laughs> <laughs> Batman in the background. Yeah. yeah, I mean, no, it's nice. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I need something like that, right? I need that energy today. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, hey, and there's you. Um, hey, you. Uh, thanks for thanks for joining us out again. there in the cold. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, as per usual, uh, hit that old subscribe button, the like button, leave a comment, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, share us around, uh, share us around, yeah, uh, tell your sister, uh, TikTok, um, uh, and uh, yeah, tell your friends on all so, your social media platforms. Yeah, yeah, put it in your story. Totally, totally. <laughs> 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 Just a good old Canadian. Put it in your story, bud. <laughs> Fucking punch it in your Googler, bud. Fucking story, bud. Put it in your story. Yeah. <laughs> and um, and uh, we have a, a great episode uh, in store for you today. Oh, we're off to a and good start. <laughs> yeah, it's going really well. It broke the record. Yeah, that's a good um, uh, omen. What's the reverse of an omen? That like it's uh, it signifies how the day has gone thus far. Interesting. I have, I have no idea. I didn't know there was a word for that. An umen. An uman? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. The uman. Ah, <laughs> oh, yes, yes. yes. Mm. That's a good uman. Used to be a bartender. I feel like that's something I you could totally just like lead someone onto it to be like, you know what I'm saying? The uman. <laughs> yeah, and an they're uman. like, uh huh. Like, like, sometimes, oh, yeah, like, if you're too uncomfortable <laughs> to admit that you don't know what's going on, so those yeah. can be some of the best degree. You know, yeah. Well, ultimately, you like, I just don't want to continue talking about Totally. Yeah. I don't want you to inform me on whatever this is. Yeah, you just keep you Yeah, you just for you, you keep this for you. Yeah. <laughs> you got about like movies and TV yeah. and stuff like that. If I'm talking to somebody that I'm like not, I, I don't want to go the full distance with the conversation. Oh, so yeah. if somebody just says something like, I know that if I say no, 
then they're going to give me a deep, detailed breakdown. Yeah, you can engage. Uh, and so then I can yeah. just be like, yeah. yeah, I know. And then as awkward you as can they sense get, it, they're just you can get itching. Like, fucking like, yeah. you're like, yeah. you remember the time when he was in jail? I'm like, oh, dude, that was nuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Crisis over. Like, oh, gotcha. Yeah, and I was like, like you don't even know what you're agreeing to. It's like, I just wasn't listening. And I want this conversation to be over. That's a really weird type of person that's going to like, I just umon the shit out of you. That's a little Uman for yeah, your... Uman mind trick, if you know <laughs> um, But, uh, yeah, we have a, a great album to... Uh, <gasps> a monumental album to talk about today. That might be the case. Um, we're going to get into it, but first... <laughs> <laughs> Dramatic pause. <laughs> first, we have a fun story um, for for your... We have a fun story for your, for your noggins. It's been crazy. <laughs> no, it's been a crazy afternoon. I need some kind of fun, right? Jackie, my friend yeah. was assaulted today, and the album that we're talking <laughs> about is like kind of overrated. So, like, I'm coming in hot. Give me something. Give me something. <laughs> hot punk take coming down the pipe later. Oh, yeah. there's gonna be a couple. This album, it's yeah. gonna be great. Yeah. <laughs> I get shit on when I say that one of his albums is not for me. But this is the Jackie. Shit I'm opening the door for hate. I'm, op- I'm opening the door for album. hate to come my way yeah. on this episode. <laughs> He's still a little upset about two episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Kids are passionate. Kids are passionate um, about that band. So, um, would you book a show by John Hinckley Jr.? Local venues debate. I know what you're thinking. Who is John Hinckley Jr.? <laughs> Not me. I know exactly Question. who that guy is. Uh, Reagan's would-be assassin. So the guy who shot Reagan. Um, <laughs> Can you break down the story? Outside of a Hilton hotel in the mid-80s, a man approached Ronald Reagan, the at the time U.S. president, and opened fire on a man in um, you know in broad daylight. There's been many um, uh, president assassinations in mm-hmm. um, in a. Um, assassination attempts in American history. Yeah. This one definitely being um, uh, like a monumental one didn't um, didn't succeed, and it's one of the ones that isn't um, kind of shrouded, I think, in like government conspiracy mm-hmm. so much as like you know JFK and stuff like that was. Right. Um, so I think um, yeah, definitely definitely an interesting case, and yeah. I think that guy's got a story to tell. Yeah, and um, you know you may know him as a would-be assassin, John Hinckley Jr. <laughs> But uh, in the indie rock community, he's known as indie rock musician John Hinckley Jr. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. don't change the name, no. Right? Like you know, you what I mean, keep once that you brand. Already, yeah, once yeah, you're already popular, you worked. Like you worked so hard. You yeah. literally almost <laughs> killed for that name. Yeah. Literally, literally. <laughs> and then and you're going to go and just throw all that hard work away. Yeah, what are you doing? Right? Yeah. To just be like Johnny, you yeah. know. Oh, no, you no, know, no. Johnny Carpet keep the in the name. Uptown Five? Get the fuck out. I'll tell yeah. you, so far, I'm on board with this fella. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so he is booking a national redemption tour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, You know, you probably don't want to call it that, but okay, yeah. keep going. After spending decades in a psychiatric facility, then several years in the care of his late mother. Was his mother... Late when he was in. Presumably, her this care. wasn't. This wouldn't be like a, a Hitchcock psycho situation. Right. I okay, don't okay, think okay. that the dead mother would be like, and you you wouldn't release a man into the custody of his dead mother. I, I mean, think. I would. Yeah, presumably, um, he's, he's scheduled to be unconditionally released from court oversight in June to celebrate. He's lined up some shows in July, a nice summer tour in Brooklyn <laughs> and Chicago, and he tweeted last week to stay tuned for more dates. 
I mean, if you're selling, or you know, you're 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 approaching venues in in Brooklyn and mm-hmm. Chicago. I mean, more dates to follow. Yeah. I think that um, the just the the experience and the moment of being there, he could suck. If he sucks, it's even better. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, I yeah. hope this guy can't play a lick to save his life, and <laughs> then it's an even more fun experience, right? But then if you show up. And it's amazing. Right. You know what I mean? Sometimes you go to uh, like um, uh, like a concert after an artist has been around for a long time. And sometimes there's a little bit like preachy, kind of too much in between. Right. You know what I mean? Songs. But in other cases, I think you, when you go there, especially in a city like Vancouver, there's a lot of artists will have kind of, um, you know, stories over time. This is where, you know, we used to come here in the 80s. Maybe we recorded an album here, blah, blah, blah. Right. So you right. do get kind of all this like really cool information that people like us who do a fucking nerdy music podcast or whatever yeah. might really be into. So in that sense, I would love to hear, you know what I mean? The story of, of, of how he woke up that day. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Do you clean the pistol or do you clean it the night before? Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> right. Did he load it? Like, was he ready to go? Did he pick that thing up? Was this a split second decision or is this something that's been planned out for years? Because if you're going to assassinate a president and you're not like a professional assassin, I mean, yeah. this would probably take, you know, a long time to plan. Or is it just, um, uh, a, a little spontaneous and, Tuesday. You well, know what I mean? so I think like, uh, I'm wasn't down the Fifth uh, Avenue. I mean, hey, I got a pistol. Hey, There's a president. I already yeah. have my gun. <laughs> wasn't the, the <laughs> thing? Wasn't the president? <laughs> wasn't the thing that he saw a taxi driver and then fell in love with um, um, uh, what's her name? And then he wanted to kill the president to impress her, Jodie Foster. Is that the yeah story? yeah to like impress her character basically oh, awesome yeah to, to impress the fourteen year old prostitute yeah. character in the, yeah, in the yeah. film okay yeah very cool yeah <laughs> very cool. you know <laughs> yeah. hey man a guy's got to shoot a shot you know yeah. what else <laughs> exactly. you know what else is impressive to yeah. prostitutes yeah money yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. This got, is yeah. just. I've never. could have gone further with a couple of like, right? We <laughs> shot that prison. I will suck his dick. <laughs> this this is, yeah. The, this tour is just the second leg of his. Uh, his Jodie Foster yeah, tour? Yeah. If when he sees her now, he's going to be a little bit disappointed. I <laughs> think. Well, no, I mean, true not, love. she looks great, but I'm just saying she's not 14 anymore. Yeah. But like, <laughs> you know, he didn't even get like the, he didn't even get the panic room years of Jodie Foster and all that stuff, yeah, too, right? Yeah, There's yeah. a lot of Foster out there. Mm-hmm. And, um, but now is it romantic comedy like when they meet is it like love at first sight or could be you know i mean she's got to know that a president was almost assassinated because of her her, in her her honor dude (laughs) what a fucking flex like if you're like if you're hanging girls can be catty right girls can be kind of catty or whatever and if one's trying to one-up another in a situation Mm -hmm. so if you're brunching with the gals yeah and you're kind of gabbing and you're like oh this is what this guy did to me me. he won't leave me alone he's talking i have to get several restraining or just be like yeah you know what a guy shot the president for yeah oh yeah samantha oh yeah yeah. Yeah. i like how the city needs to get back to this. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, right. Of drug use. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I like how that's casual brunch conversation in your mind. Yeah. Brunch with the girls. Well, this guy hey. got a restraining order against him. Well, <laughs> I got a story. Hey, you get too. you get Becky for mimosas deep. She'll tell you anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's exactly. true. Yeah, <laughs> she'll tell you who shot the president. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, who, Rebecca? Oh, um, Jesus. Uh, <laughs> you get her for you. <laughs> but, um, so... Uh, <laughs> the president. All of them. <laughs> um, so, Hinckley served 40 years in prison slash mental health treatment. And so, uh, the Brooklyn venue that will host him is saying he has paid his debt to society. Uh, he didn't end. In a separate tweet, he added... Besides, Hinckley didn't fuck up a billionth as many lives as the Reagan administration did. 
right? I mean, you gotta do the math on that. Yeah. yeah. You really gotta do the math on that, right? Yeah. Um, Oh, weird. Some hipsters in Brooklyn aren't conservative Reagan lovers. Right? Oh, yeah. weird. That's so yeah, strange. So <laughs> <laughs> what a weird thing. I thought, yeah, Very I on brand. Was a really, yeah. really, really what a weird thing to happen. <laughs> that they would fucking yeah, bring in. It's so funny that it's like I could see like kind of like hyper uh, extreme extremist progressive groups like framing this as like a a uh, super liberal left-wing thing that they're bringing in the guy who shot Reagan. To oh, yeah. <laughs> to, oh, it's yeah. juicy all around. It's yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. In one way, you're celebrating the justice system in a sense that, like, in a, in a country as wild as America, like, the the word of law still stands out that you can even shoot the president, but if you serve your, you know what I mean, um, you know, your time, and you can be rehabilitated, like, under the, you know what I mean, under the the ways that their laws are kind of set up or whatever, I think that it would be, like, a, a, a win for anybody in like the judicial system or something like that be like look what we did now the difference is is that if biden takes a shot in the gut two days after this guy is released because like you know what i mean right Right. if if you are (laughs) that's his whole thing he's just a serial (laughs) president (laughs) if you think about it because you have to convince like he went insanity plea or something right he was in a mental institution Mm. rather than uh rather than a correctional facility so if we did both from the sounds of it yeah i I think think there was it was yeah that's probably probably um, why he fucking said that he was trying to Impress Jodie Foster so he could plead insanity. He was like, "Well, I saw a Taxi Driver, and I just thought that uh, Your said, Honor, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> have you seen Taxi Driver?" <laughs> Travis Pickle gave up his life to protect this woman, and I'm going to follow in those footsteps. Like Your crimes have been heinous, absolutely <laughs> terrible. You are a menace to society, Your Honor. I hear everything you said. <laughs> but have you seen Taxi? <laughs> the fucking defense attorney it like brings out wheels out evidence for the jury. They just wheel out like an old like fucking TV. Like they like used to have in elementary school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're like, for <laughs> ladies and gentlemen of the jury, I give you taxi driver. <laughs> That would be awesome if at the end of that, like, the, yeah, they, they, they sit quietly for 90 minutes. And the, yeah, the judge is watching it, and the judge is like, you know what, I'm going to throw this case out, and I am going to prosecute Harvey Keitel for that fucking Puerto Rican accent, because that was dog shit. <laughs> 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 yeah. he, he's the only, Harvey's the only one on trial here. Yeah. <laughs> wild. now the question is would jody's foster character want my client to shoot the president that is the question we are here to answer today and i think it's fair i think it's fair to ask i I like to call guest witness (laughs) jody foster (laughs) (laughs) oh ah! (laughs) everyone just goes crazy the media circus i hope she pooped in his bed that's a different thing okay a lot of trial stuff going on yeah (laughs) <laughs> so the best part of this article is that they talk to two different venue owners, uh, neither of which are the venues that have booked him, and just get their like hypothetical take on whether or not they would. Because the actual him. venues are like no comment. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. of course. And so I think that um, like in the in the sense of where we are at, at journalism in the world right now too. Yeah. Is that, I mean, whoever fucking wrote this I mean, article really did like the like really did the base amount of work here. So I think we're going to follow the story as it progresses yeah. because I mean, I need to know how the first show went. I'm looking for YouTube and stuff like as this goes, as this goes yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they basically just reached out to two people for, um, yeah. for comment and, 
And, and well, they, we can contrast here. It's I mean, this this writer really did put a lot of work into this article. They really took a lot of leaps here, and they dressed <laughs> it up with a lot of uh, with you, a like, lot of their put, own opinion and flowery language. Yeah, literary so, um, pizzazz or yeah. whatever journalistic pizzazz is not necessarily but, uh, the research. Uh, um, so the, he's talking to someone um, who says they wouldn't uh, book the would-be assassin from. Uh, uh, DC 9's Bill Spieler. Yeah, Bill's a buzzkill. Um, <laughs> buzzkill Bill. Yeah, he's saying, um, he's. I certainly don't believe in some of the things the Reagan administration did, but I don't feel like that sh- justifies shooting anyone. Um, and then Hot when take. asked um, <laughs> if it's possible that Hinckley's fans might simply like his music, uh, Spieler admits that he hasn't listened. Uh, but he would bet it's morbid curiosity, like when Paris Hilton would DJ, would people really go to hear what she wanted to spin, or was it just the fact that she was spinning? I love there's okay. a folk music purist out there that's like, no, yeah. no, I don't care what he did. Hinkley Jr. plays it right. Yeah. yeah. He plays and it correct. I have to point out, first of all, I mean, Paris Hilton might be a credible DJ. I have not listened to her. I have hey, not Shaq listened spins. to her spin. You know, I'm not, yeah, I'm not going um, to sit here and say she can't but, press play on, on some songs with a similar BPM. But yeah, and... <laughs> Second of all, why is this the comparison that he chose when there are uh, there is a much better example of someone who was in prison than uh, people wanting to see their art? Uh, Charles Manson or oh, yeah. a variety of ser- serial killers paint a lot of painting happens in prison L- yes definitely. and so I mean, it just you have a lot of time right? yeah I think it's funny that he chose to compare the would-be assassin to Paris Hilton <laughs> <laughs> Which is interesting. you know what's also weird is that like um, uh, serial killers mass murderers when they go to prison start painting George yeah. Bush in his later years yeah. also a painter also a painter might be a connection yeah I heard Hitler quite the man with a brush hey yeah. <laughs> but that's the thing too is that like you're responsible um, for a lot of deaths and you could probably (laughs) work the paint but or is it that or is it like in these cases like with uh yeah like hitler or charles manson or john hinckley jr is it are they really like that artistically talented or is it that their art gets like elevated to people because it's so wild that someone uh who is uh, branded as so terrible can produce something uh, semi beautiful. Well, I think art is yeah. pretty like is, is definitely yeah. subjective. So like uh, um, especially uh, visual art, right? Like there's a lot of stuff that, um, like the the story behind it, the elusiveness mm-hmm. of Banksy makes his street art um so much more monumental than Black Lerat who was doing right. um stencil rat political artwork in France. Yeah. 30 years before, you know what I mean, right? So I think well, you you go from um, like murderer to artist. I think mm-hmm. very rarely you would go from like artist to murderer and that would be like a... You there's know gotta I mean? be. I, I'm sure there's definitely yeah. a famous artist that's killed somebody for sure. Yeah. Um, Usually it's themselves. Yes, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> there you go. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. because, but that's more of a fall from grace situation, right? right. This is right. kind of where people are kind of like um, capitalizing on what little bit of fame that they might have yeah. and doing something with it. But exactly. if you have a murderous mind, then maybe the... Um, you know, the art can kind of take your mind off of that or something like that. And then mm-hmm. there's other people that would be there to um, talk to you because I think there's like morbid curiosity exists. My, yeah, exactly. my friend Dawn, um, yeah, shout out to Dawn, friend of the, of fan of the podcast. Mm-hmm. She um, spent her um, uh, university years um, studying um, psychology and like um, psychopathic behavior. Mm-hmm. So the fascinating thing about people that study psychopaths is they're a little bit fucking nuts too. Mm-hmm. So while she's 
doing these studies, which were fascinating. There's this one study where basically they have um, uh, they put out ten Polaroids in front of like a bunch of um, of legitimate psychopaths in um, in right. Canada, and they um, they ask if you were gonna um, harm any of these ten people, which one would it be? And I think ninety percent of them chose the same two people yeah, out of the same yeah. ten photographs or whatever, yeah. right? So there's just something, you know, weird or whatever within those <laughs> people. Mm. Wow. Yeah, yeah, that is fascinating. I'll tell you more about that later. Yeah. And it's always you. De- that, you were always the. Yeah, I was going to no, say definitely <laughs> photographs of me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You two are marks. I'm not, this fucking face. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> just something about his face. Oh, definitely yeah. him. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. it is true that. But, the, but with that, sorry, but with that, that kind of thing, um, at the same time, while well, she was kind of studying these people. And, um, you know, um, moving through academia at the same time, what she was also doing was pen pal. Um, there, there's prison pen pals. Yeah. So oh she yeah. was just writing people to prison in like maximum security prisons. And yeah. she started going to the States because Canada is not that intense and shit. And yeah. she was getting insane letters back. And it, it, it even it was weird, too, because for her psychological um, thinking was watching how they how manipulative these people are and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Inmates mm-hmm. um, you know, writing people, especially if you're in co- correspondence for like a few mm-hmm. letters back and forth. Then they're basically going like, how quick can I get you to fall in love with me? And what can I get out of you in that relation? You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. So there's a lot of um, a lot of morbid fascinations or whatever that will take people, um, I think, into weird realms. And I think yeah. this right here would be like there's somebody that would love to buy this guy's music or just to own a record of the guy who shot the president right you know well i, mean? I think in the i think that was the this particular person's point was that he thinks the reason why people are buying tickets isn't because of the his music um but it's because of the morbid curiosity and to say i saw fucking john hinckley jr at this fucking brooklyn <laughs> such a bar. great music name right well i was a big name. fan of john hinckley but have you heard john hinckley yeah. jr man <laughs> yeah. that so boy is it. pure <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at the fireside bowl in chicago you know what i mean williamsburg brooklyn there's something like i mean if he's if if you I saw know. hinckley jr at a legendary yeah. you know what i mean venue or whatever that'd be yeah. a story of a lifetime um and so now we or hear about someone who says they wouldn't book him and she says uh Sorry, would book him. She says, I don't really know a whole lot about the guy, but it does seem like an interesting conundrum, says Sandra <laughs> says Sandra Basanti of the pie shop. <laughs> who would you think consider- that's actual pies or pizza? Right. Yeah, I've, 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 oh. I've, look, I've looked into it, and it's 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 an actual music venue. I thought that it was... Uh, I thought that Do they, they did, serve like, pie They just asked pizza? the wrong person. Like, there's a music venue right there. He's standing outside <laughs> having a smoke. <laughs> hey, I mean, I book him. I'm trying to get yeah. people over here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she said, if you're somebody who's considered an ex-con and you've been released and you've done your time, I'm not going to play judge and juror. If you want to play music and we think it makes sense for our venue, then we'll book the show. Uh, you know, music traditionally has been a great form of therapy, she adds. It's a great way of getting on with your life and also a way of accepting things you've done wrong in the past and putting it into words. Um. <laughs> oh, the oh. Pie shop getting deep. It's a deep dish yeah. pie, man. Um, <laughs> yeah. Damn. And just as is that in Chicago, by the way? Uh, I don't know. So funny. Yeah, These are yeah, all the DC. Be, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And they add Hinckley has, in fact, also been involved in uh, art therapy, leading to a passion for landscape painting. 
So, so it also could be that in jail they do do these types of therapy, and so well, maybe, yeah, do, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so the that's something calm about down painting the yard time a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> well, we yeah, paint a pretty picture of these mountains that you <laughs> may or may not never see again. Yeah. <laughs> I love the idea of like an inmate like painting like a nice little bush. We're gonna yeah. hide a shank under that. Yeah. Well, have you seen the fucking some of, yeah, some of fucking Charlie Manson's paintings, and they're like so fucking dark and like horrific. And then imagine just like a lineup of prisoners painting the landscape, and then you yeah. get to fucking Charles yeah. Manson. Char- like, yeah. I, th- I like that because That's like if you're nice. gonna stay, if you're yeah. gonna stick, to, yeah. like, everybody knows he That's sticks to his roots good, and stuff. Charles. You know, some other people like yeah. we've been painting in here. I've been incarcerated for ten years, so I'm gonna try some different color palettes. I'm gonna maybe try mm-hmm. some experimental stuff. I'm yeah. gonna do a lot of triangles. You know what I mean? Shout out yeah. to Art School Confidential. I'm the first guy <laughs> to do triangles. Yeah. Um, you know, I would definitely like I'd try to push. But if you're like painting and your easel is next to Charlie's, like you'd have yeah. to respect how punk rock. He is because like this guy just he does his thing (laughs) (laughs) always with the X's on the eyes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. His S's are always really (laughs) (laughs) attached to the shoulders. (laughs) Plus, he's got that cool swastika on his forehead. This guy has really developed his style in here. That's crazy. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But so would Basanti, the pie shop owner, Mm -hmm. feel the same way if the bullet had gone half an inch further? into the president's heart she's not sure Um, if he had killed reagan maybe this would be a different conversation (laughs) she admits (laughs) hinkley wasn't actually a murderer he was an attempted murderer not that it makes it that much better although it still does make it a little bit better (laughs) fucking idiot so just by accident because he has bad aim (laughs) just by accident circumstance if that bullet was a half minute further her entire opinion would change regardless of everything that she said about the justice system and people um Exactly. Uh, convicted people serving their time exactly. she's full of shit yeah i think i think um if he killed the president then you book him the day he gets out of prison <laughs> i <laughs> like, mean yeah remember when Dirty Bastard got out of jail and, and rockefeller records was like no no, no you're not going home right, right away yeah. <laughs> you're yeah. coming here we're signing we'll give you a million dollars right then, now <laughs> okay this is the best part of the article okay buckle up for this um <laughs> So she says she goes on to say that she probably wouldn't book John Lennon's assassin. Uh, the, 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 the hypotheticals are tricky. I don't know. But she is clear on one hypothetical. She would not book, unequivocally, would not book recent Grammy awardee Louis C.K. <laughs> sexual misconduct in 2017 has he served any punishment for the deeds she asked <laughs> no he hasn't he just continues to be rewarded so i think there's a difference you know you can shoot the president and just walk on stage at the pie shop 40 years later no fucking harm no foul you know what i mean what if, what if Louis C.K. wanted to fucking fill out that 40 seat venue yeah. <laughs> that is fucking crazy. Yeah, I mean, at least now we know she's not coming from a place of wanting to fill out the venue. She actually thinks that this, that uh, old Hinkley Jr. over here I has... Just I get a little society. hypothetical. Uh, I'm French. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hypothetical for you there, pie-hole lady. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> would she feel the same about that had Louis C.K. not won that Grammy recently? Very good question. You know, it's funny with the Grammy... Which she would have even mentioned it. Right. Yeah. Or would she? Yeah, because those are some I old ass to... masturbation stories. Like nobody's yeah. nobody's like fucked up. To, like in the meantime, you know. Did what I mean? she bring it up, or did the the uh, journalist here ask her? How about Louis C.K.? 
I feel like journalists have that. They just have a yeah. list of like, <laughs> just like totally, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah he's like, like has a list. He's yeah. like John Lennon's assassin, yeah, JFK's, JFK's yeah. assassin. Yeah. That would be crazy. Okay, uh, great. Thank you for your time. And real quick, thoughts on Martin Luther King? I mean, I don't know. Everybody was pointing over there. I don't know. Can you sum up your feelings about that in five words? Yeah. Hot take. Yeah. I need something for the top. Yeah. Yeah. It was bad. Don't do that. <laughs> if um say uh you uh were the owner of a venue. Say uh, Comedy Ring started booking musical acts as an interlude. Huh. Right. Would Fuck you consider old Hinkley Jr. I mean, I think he's the opening a, night, to be yeah. honest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And we're Comedy all, and, and then yeah. you get a free yeah. rubber rig and ma- yeah. mask yeah. for everyone who comes in. <laughs> If he has to perform to a whole crowd of ragged masks, that would be I mean, be that's fucked. fucking funny. Yeah, that is the yeah. obvious thing yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just taunting him Because it's failure. like the ultimate rubber president mask oh, when totally. you think of any president right like nixon yeah. but then reagan yeah. for sure the reagan obama one looks sure. really funny but it's not as classic as like you know classic. Yeah. i'm a, I'm a, I'm a yeah, old bank robbery reagan. movie guy it's the reagan, exactly. mask. reagan. Yeah. Yeah. yeah fuck yeah i mean that would be fucking hilarious that's yeah yeah <laughs> it's on everyone's seats yeah this is a little fucked up you think this is kind of fucked up we already bought the tickets there's a tupac lyric <laughs> There's a Tupac lyric that goes, Nobody knows why he took a fofo and unloaded on the whole front row. <laughs> I think I have a pretty good idea why. Could yeah. you imagine yeah. if like he comes out? Allen to, used to unload on the whole front row. If he comes onto stage and he sees that, mm-hmm. and there's just like that's like the the Justice Department's like ultimate test to see if he's yeah. really if he's really passed by. Right. Is you have a loaded handgun and a guitar and a crowd full of Reagans. What do you yeah. do? Yeah, yeah. You know yeah. I mean? Do you think after forty years um, in prison slash mental health facilities that this guy is no longer a lunatic? If I lost forty years of my life um, for any reason, I think I'd come up crazier. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Potentially, right? and like yeah. I mean, I, but then after forty years too, you'd probably have to like. I've, I'm also thinking of like Batman villain. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you're gonna have to uh, either. In a Joker situation, get your therapist to fall in love with you and break you out. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or in like, um, you know, like a Riddler situation, convince them that you're sane enough to leave. Right. Um, so, mm-hmm. but this isn't Batman, apparently. Um, no, mm-hmm. nor is it Desperado. But I'm telling you, check that man's guitar case. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And Johnny Depp's arm. Give it a shake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are you a Mexican or a Mexican? <laughs> Do you think he still um, will like? Let's say he's got a he's got a night in, you know. He's putting on his <laughs> he's putting on his comfies. He what has, does Hinkley uh, Junior do yeah, for a night down? Yeah, he, he puts he on his, his comfies. Own sixty minutes, and he, he gets he has his cat sitting on his lap. He's got a fresh Ooh. fresh bowl of popcorn. Oh. Spot of purple. Turns on Taxi Driver. <laughs> As you do. As you but do. not meaning to. Like he just flipping <laughs> through the channels. Yeah. Like, oh. And also TBS after the Braves game <laughs> show. Yeah, you know I mean, right? Like sometimes, like you can't <laughs> run away. But they've from cut that. out all the Jodie Foster parts. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. No! They yeah. might do that now. Like, being that she's an underage that? prostitute in that film. And That's I think what I'm the, saying, the right? And then nothing happens, until, though. Yeah. With up until three quarters of the way through, the movie still works without her in it. Yeah, you know I mean? wonder if that would be like a court order. Like he's no longer allowed to watch this movie. Is he <laughs> maybe not allowed cable or streaming services? 
Wow. Or to buy the movie Taxi Driver. I don't know how you really enforce It's either that, listen, it's yeah. Netflix or you get to tour as yeah. a musician. Yeah. Yeah. What do you... Yeah. They're you need to pick yeah. one, sir. Yeah. Unconditional releases, right? There's a movie called Hackers from the 90s that kicks oh, ass. Yeah. It's fucking underrated, Fuck. right? Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to fucking Matthew Lillard. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> little Little Lil. <laughs> feel a little woozy here, man. <laughs> um, anyway, so in the, in the movie Hackers, this kid, uh, mm. the, uh, the opening scene is this uh, 13-year-old kid or whatever, like, hacks into, you know what I mean, whatever government defense stuff or, or banks or whatever the case is. Anyway, he goes to trial. And his punishment is that he can't go like on mm-hmm. a computer um, or touch tone phone at that time or whatever. Because I think you could like in the 90s, you could uh, do some weird shit right. with phones or whatever, too. Right. So um, so that being a condition of his punishment, I think, upon release, because when he's 19, then he mm-hmm. kind of then with the movie starts again. Right. He's like, oh, I, I'm not a hacker anymore. Right. And then he meets all these hacker kids. Right. It's awesome. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Jackie can't wait to cue that one up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's that in the list with great. Face Off. It's, yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, don't get, that's not dude, a great. Dude, Face Off is one of my favorite yeah. movies of all time. Of just like, course you know, it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Fuck you. At least pick a good Nicolas Cage movie. Come on. I mean, while that heart is like, is is the ship, and you're gonna oh. tell me that Castro Troy's character, Nicholas Cage, it's is not even good? Las Vegas or bust. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 Enough. Yeah, disagree. Um, <laughs> Agree to disagree. We're cool, man. Now, do we think that uh, Mr. Uh, Hinckley Jr. here does um, originals, or does he come out and do some? He just covers. does covers of the he dead just, presidents. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Decent. yeah. Got him. Yeah. <laughs> 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 okay, I'm imagining. Okay, setting the scene uh it's a single spotlight on the stage and a stool acoustic guitar everything goes quiet does he walk out with a guitar strapped on him or is it um, on a stand the guitar is on a stand like love it it. lights go out the Mm -hmm. whole place is quiet there's one spotlight you hear him walking on stage into the spotlight what's he wearing sits down um he's wearing um blue jeans cool um and a and a white t-shirt and a jean jacket as well. Oh, oh double denim, love it. Cowboy boots. Oh, now we got any tassels <laughs> on that jacket or no? Uh, oh yeah. Tassels on the jacket. He's a showman. This is a Washington D.C. native here. They're trying to think. Oh, is he? Is he? Is he is this is an Oklahoma fucking Joe here. Setting the scene. Fair okay. enough. Yeah. Fair and enough. Hey man, prison, like, prison will make you go places. The microphone's uh, in the stand. He goes. Um, uh, Hi everyone. I'm John Hinckley Jr. and picks up the guitar. And then, uh, what is his Opening song, assuming that it's a cover. I'm telling y'all with sabotage. Oh, <laughs> 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 can't stand it. <laughs> that would be fucking awesome. I mean, I'm like, if if he is um, like the heartbringer of death, you know what I mean, yeah. and somebody that could potentially. Um, you know, uh, try to change the world, maybe mm-hmm. for a better, uh, what, you know, whatever his case was. If I'm sitting there and I'm watching, you know, who could potentially be the heart mm-hmm. as like a metal. Ca- I want South of Heaven. I want right. something. I want something metally, but like you know, played on acoustic, so it doesn't necessarily sound right. So it's like right. even more haunting coming yeah. from a potentially dangerous person. Do 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 And you're like, oh, because then you can feel the whole energy in the room shift right you know what i mean you're expecting yeah, maybe yeah, like yeah. um you know blowing in the wind or some you know what i mean some freak wheel <laughs> well, of bob dylan shit and then well that's something what i was gonna different. say is that i imagine it just being like uh yeah he goes full folk 
Um, and he just comes on. He's like, hey, Mr. Tambourine. <laughs> <laughs> just with no, not even a hint of irony. Shoot a rag in for me. Yeah. <laughs> you can't and see Jigu, me, Jigu, <laughs> You know, that makes it even funnier if he goes out and just doesn't acknowledge the fact everybody's exactly. there because he shot the president. Yeah. And he's like, no, 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 guys, that's in my past. We don't want to talk about that. He protest songs. He doesn't like the fucking Oasis. He's like, I don't want any fucking questions about my father. I want to talk yeah. about my shit. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's Noel's project now not yeah. mine yeah. <laughs> that is fucking funny fucking, yeah. oh there's so many funny possibilities he that would be cool like if he came out and just did like jingles from like uh, mm. uh like like commercials and stuff like if he just did yeah. ba da ba 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 thank you like this next one is, is called king of the road <laughs> yeah. but he, or he does like fucking octopus's garden yeah. <laughs> yeah. he only does he only does Ringo songs oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, after you shoot the president, just act naturally. Sitting at the pie shop here to see uh, uh, the guy who shot Reagan, and then you're just like sitting there in your fucking Reagan mask. <laughs> I'd like to be. <laughs> they gonna put me in the prison. <laughs> they gonna make a big star out of me. I wanna bang Jody Foster. <laughs> all I gotta do is act naturally. <laughs> or, or, or he, um, is he has a whole fucking setup there and he tries to do a, a one man live rendition of pet sounds with oh, all of that. Oh, very nice. Very nice. Did you just fucking segue? I was waiting for the Charlie Manson segue because I was like, that's where I was going to go. Either way, serial killers love the Beach Boys. Yeah. <laughs> well, then break it down for me. Can you guys tell me a little bit about this album? Because what we're okay. talking about today is Pet Sounds by the Beach Boys, right? 1966, yeah. Capitol Records release. May 16th, yes. coming up. Hey, yeah, we're yeah. coming up. Yeah. Um, pretty, d- very different album. It's the most music nerd album. Ooh, I'm supposed yeah. to know a lot more about this album. Okay. For me personally, it was one of these like, okay, yeah. I get it. There's that's, a lot of things. That's happening. what I, yeah. that, that yeah. was right? kind of But like, feeling. it's yeah. unbelievable. It's fucking crazy. Yeah. Basically, the story goes, it's like... <laughs> Uh, before this is like surf and safari and these fucking fun like I did a skating solo to that to that song have you ever seen the peppers do I get around Yes, oh, yes, my yes, God, yes. That is so, so good. good. It's so yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, what episode without the pep? <laughs> We're alone here, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> the story goes is Brian Wilson of the Beach Boys, who just like pretty much writes everything. He, the, the other guys just kind of sing on it, and like yeah. he doesn't even like going on tour. He's kind of this weird seclusive. I read this. I've ever read, read a little bit about this. Yes. Right. At a time when he's so kind he of is he departing from the band, or like I'm just I'll, I'll write some stuff. We'll put records out, but I just don't want to tour anymore. It's when but, uh, like his uh, mental yeah. capacity is like starting to uh, decline. Oh, oh yeah, and yeah. this is their 11th album. So they've been yes. around for yeah, yeah. but it's oh like I said, it's mostly just been this yeah. whatever. And most music, it's it's 1966. Like it's fucking early for this album to come out. Like totally. it's well, that's kind of insane it's, for this album to in come the out. Canon, exactly. Like when I'm yeah. l- reading about it for um like I love storytelling and I love <clears> um, especially concept albums. And when this being like one of the first concept albums, I don't really get. 
a lot of concept from it from like at the glance that I've taken at it. From, <laughs> it's all over the show. Uh, well, yeah, yeah, a little bit. Well, it's 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 mostly love songs, right? Other than like um, what's this fucking smooth smooth B Johnny or whatever Sloop Sloop John B. Right. You know what I mean? There was like a couple Fuck, songs on there. Jam. That one and like um. I don't know if it's with? mostly love songs. I would say yeah. a lot of it is like very I think sad the personal content. songs. I think the lyrical think content of a lot of the songs that I uh, that I took away from it were definitely either like love songs or like they're they're sad songs. Maybe like um I would um, not being like being afraid to. Um, uh, to pursue love or leaving that person behind there's um, are there an idea of like do you I would argue that he's more talking to his inner emotional state at the time like the like I'm just not made for, for these times or like he's talking about and like like we were <laughs> saying this is at a time uh, when his mental capacity is severely declining and he kind of and um, famously this, loses and it. the and release of this album is what does it. He hears Rubber Soul by the exactly. Beatles, 1960. Yeah. Rubber Soul yeah. comes out and they're like, there's always been this friendly kind of competition with him and, and you know, John and, and yeah. Paul or whatever mm-hmm. that. But it's like, it's all good. But he hears Rubber Soul. He's like, oh, f- fuck. You know? yeah. Like most people, they hear Rubber Soul like, Fuck. Yeah. yeah. We gotta do something better. Like yeah. we gotta everyone's gotta level up now. Totally. Yeah. So he writes this whole concept album. He takes like kind of it was already kind of in production and then mm-hmm. he hears rubber soul and then he's like clear minded. But he literally says he's making he's gonna make the best rock and roll record ever. That's, yeah. like that's the his, concept. That's his <laughs> you know what I mean? That's like yeah, that's like yeah. his yeah. words. It's yeah. like yeah. I'm gonna fucking right. So the whole band's on tour mm-hmm. the whole time. He writes this crazy ass album. Yeah. And then they come back to lay down the vocals. Yeah. And they're like, what the fuck? Yeah. Is this crazy yeah. shit. Yeah. How are we gonna even do this live? Like how yeah. are we yeah. put, put, well like that's the question there's I have there's three yeah. harpsichords totally. in the pre chorus. Yeah. We can't do that. Yeah. How do you convince a whole band to go and do that? Because even like the critical response when the record came out said it wasn't you know what I mean it, like it, it maybe, took, it re- took a while maybe hit number 10 yeah, yeah right. in the U- it did better in the UK but right. the US it didn't do well initially and I think and that's why um, a lot of people would consider this more like a solo album of of Brian Wilson's right. than it would be a Beach Boys album Fair because enough, they yeah. really did play to play it was second, all session third, musicians and, and they had used session musicians I think before that yeah. but this was like very heavy it costs a shit ton of money to make well, that's yeah. another one too they said like if they uh, seventy thousand dollars or something like that, which would be it's like the wild. equivalent of five hundred five hundred eighty thousand yeah, dollars. That's yeah, that's fucking incredible. In, in and our, you, but you can hear it, right? Yeah. So like, yeah, yeah. for it's nineteen sixty six though. It's yeah. like you right? like it's like the Supremes are still fucking Motown, pumping out yeah. shit. Yeah, absolutely. Do you know what I mean? So like, right. of course this album is not well received. It's not nineteen seventy seven. Exactly. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. It's literally ten years before. Yeah. It probably people were really probably fucking with this, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like I mean, so subsequently, like uh, Sergeant Pepper's comes out shortly yeah. after this, and yeah. all this yeah. super psychedelic shit. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it, w- it was not really that well received in the state. Mm-hmm. And Wilson was just like, that's what set him off. Yeah. He's like, I. He was so. Uh, it was it was so important for him to succeed in the states mm-hmm. compared to other places. And he just yeah. had that. I don't know. You're writing songs about surfing the fucking country. Well, yeah, that's yeah, yeah exactly. Like, I, yeah. Like, I, I love that the Beach Boys exist because the music that I love is a direct response against some of this stuff. You know what I mean? Right. right. Like, and I so like it, it needs to be there, or else what what I have like there's is nothing to rebel against. Um, but the the thing that I love about the '70s and is. Um, especially with the music that kind of came with it, is there's like a tone in Jimi Hendrix that it's like you can kind of like understand what like it, it kind of mirrors like the history and what's kind of going on like at the time. And I think that 
the like the 60s is one of the most fascinating times in history especially like in american history oh with, yeah you know what i mean like cold war is happening fucking vietnam like all this like crazy shit is is is, is popping up Plus, like, racial inequality and all this stuff, you know, JFK assassination. There's so much shit that's going on at that time that is so fucking dark. And it's a, it's a turn from, um, you know, the 50s, um, you know what I mean? And kind of going, like, a little bit Yeah, everyone's more. making money. Everything's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. it's getting along. Right? So, yeah. Like, it's a turn there, right? But <laughs> they use the back door, we're fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, that kind of yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, then when yeah. You, when at least, but then when you look back, like, um, like for, as, like, a pop culture nerd rather than, like, a history nerd, what you see is kind of like this, like flower power, Austin Powers kind of like, you know what I mean? Beach yeah. Boys sound when like it doesn't really mirror like the time, you know what I mean? So it, like this kind of feels like a veil, like hey, we're just gonna fun, 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 rocking in the beach while fucking <laughs> our president's head is being blown off and like you know two years before this record is coming out, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like that's why like I find like fascinating about it um mm-hmm. but like yeah so like when yeah, i'm listening to summer of love it's totally like yeah when i'm thing. when i'm listening to like this album i'm like this fucking came out two years after the, you know what i mean which is i like obviously you can't um you know what i mean like like not all art is going to be a sign of the times and i think in 1966 is um like this has to happen there for i think um people to be more accepting of art that is going to like push in a you know what i mean in a more um like reactionary kind of way and stuff like that. Like you're going to have um, like, like Woodstock and all this um, people speaking out about the war and all that stuff, like very, very soon after this is kind of coming out. So um, yeah, when I was like listening to it, you kind of want to, uh, I, I want to be inspired. Do you know what I mean? In that sense or whatever. And then like, um, and, and, and it fell flat a little bit for me, I think for that kind of stuff. I don't know, like for my sensibilities are like what I needed, you know what I mean? Or what my ears kind of need to do. So like, mm-hmm. I'm trying to find, like what about this is so groundbreaking and is so so like that's kind of what I like why I need to like open my ears up to the music like musical well I kind think of experimentation that, and that like the, the, the stuff that's going on too. the huge like impact it made is that it changed like the the uh role that like a producer plays in the studio Big like time. the power that he I mean the complete control that he has over this album his like mm-hmm. fingerprint is on every single second in this album that before then before this album, it wasn't really like that for no. for well, like Sun music, Records, yeah. like all those old stuff, like that, like I'm a session musician, like the the great um uh the the uh, was it the world class wrecking crew or whatever those like st- uh, the session musicians that did a lot of the Motown stuff. Yeah, the um, Funk Brothers. Yeah, when they would come in there and they would kind of like, when are they doing um when are you splitting and recording just like um you know separate um instrumentation then layering all this stuff rather than like the old school way of. Here's five guys. All that in a shit room. was done like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. like everybody just, just in room. a room and do it live, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So yeah. is this the kind of the start of the new production era and kind of like um and sampling, or was this all as far as layering and stuff? Like they're still yeah. probably working on four to eight tracks, though. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It's not yeah. that yeah. fucking crazy. Yeah. Um, the instruments that well, are like using you, it are yeah, you, the to me. I don't understand. Yeah, like, that's a the instruments that are used on it are like just never been used before. I was yeah. Or even a theremin has been used since. <laughs> exactly yeah proper or like yeah. and it is it's like it's yeah good vibrations has like a theremin i got to play a theremin once in a studio really and mm-hmm. it's very hard it's yeah, z- I yeah. Seen, so I like basically how like this uh, the sounding good vibrations is that yeah, yeah, yeah. so it's like this box and it's got a rod that sticks up like this and then like another little rod that's like a circle like this this is like this one is your volume right. so if you let go of it, it the louder it is the closer you get to this one the higher the pitch goes. Oh the problem God. with it is the spacing between the bar mm. isn't exact. Like it's right. not like, oh, an inch is A to B or A yeah. to B flat. Yeah. It's yeah, like yeah. 
especially in the old models, it's like, mm-hmm. I don't know, it's like from here to there is another note, <laughs> yeah, but then yeah. here to here is another note. So it's like right. super, yeah, super yeah. hard if to, to play something. The fact that they're able to use it at all. You also like couldn't have like metal in the room. Like it would just fuck everything up. So just recording it, <laughs> right. it's a pain in the ass. It has to be in a separate room apparently yeah. where the amp is. Like, yeah, right. yeah. it's yeah. just nuts. So the fact that like in that much time that takes in totally. studio time, like, yeah, well, it mean, is just, yeah. it's, it's such a produced. Just fucking around with it and then going, I'm going to put this on a song. It's mm-hmm. such a produced album um mm. vocally it's insane yeah it's like, so good mm-hmm. uh, and yeah. this kind of sets up smile like a later album that they didn't really finish until way later mm-hmm. or he didn't um and like the yeah the use like of vocals to create just like a soundscape rather than just like singing you for know sure. like all yeah. of that yeah yeah it's these weird sweeps and like it's uh it's masterful it's, it's really is. it's uh but it's one of those yeah you just yeah. like and i think like um the this like use of like an album as like an artistic expression of like the the artist who's creating it i feel like if you look at you know later pop artists like michael jackson or prince who also had these like you know masterful artistic creations that are kind of like an expression of ego in a lot of ways i think this was kind of like paved the way for all of those albums even if you look at pop albums concept pop albums that we see now like uh like lemonade or like mm-hmm. 808s and heartbreak mm-hmm. all of that shit um this was kind of the starting point for all of for that. like a music yeah. to see i like the i think i got um like shown or or maybe the the, the concept albums that i've latched on to especially like hip-hop um are more so like storytelling rather than or like i'm so much more lyrically focused than i am musically focused so master ace is a long hot summer is a fantastic story from start to finish about, you know what I mean? Fucking like him kind of starting a Brooklyn blah, 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 going on tour. You know what I mean? That whole thing or disposable arts in the same way is like great for concept albums. But I'm just realizing now that when I think of a concept album, I want to be told a story from start to back rather than right. um, like, uh, preferably then, had then Kung Fu involved. Yeah. Not Nate's, not Master's Absolutely. That's one burrow over. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. But I think, yeah, just the idea of it, not just yeah, being like, for sure. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Of not just trying to <laughs> churn out hits of it being like a piece, all like a contained piece mm-hmm. in itself. And I think th- so even like um, I don't like go and like listen to this album that often. Uh, they're like uh, like God only knows, like I'll listen to that song on mm. its own. Um uh, but it's not like an album that I go back and listen to a lot. But I think the impressive part of it is is like the the fact that it was made at the time that it was, and like the the lasting impact that it has had on music. Mm-hmm. Like considering it in the time period that it was made, rather than as an album that you would listen to and enjoy frequently now. Yeah, you well, know? you have to. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that come from a. a, a a place of just comparing it to everything else that I listen to. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's might not be the, like the way to look at it, especially for stuff that I know that like, I'm not going to like, I mean, yeah, fucking petty piece of shit. Just wanted to come in here and fucking get back at you for not liking a refused album. It's fucking stupid. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, um, but then like trying to get like a little bit, you know, out of it and, and taking in the piece of art for what it is. I think that's important. Mm-hmm. And from that, um, the takeaway that I have from this is it's the, is how much, else it inspired rather than exactly what it is, you yeah know what I, mean? I think right? that's um i think that's like the kind of the the big takeaway for the ultimate yeah for yeah. sure yeah. the time period yeah. and i was as a guy that went to music school this is mm-hmm. supposed to be the most exactly. boner totally. giving album yeah. for me ever and i'm even like yeah. 
I got it. Like, yeah. It's fucking yeah. long. Yeah. But he had like, yeah, just the time alone. The fact that this came out in 1966 is enough. To yeah. be like, you don't have to fucks with yeah. now, but yeah. you you need to recognize this album is fucking, exactly. it is insane. This, that this album came is out Lenny when Bruce, it did, right? Like it pushed fucking boundaries, and, and you don't yeah. like. It's not like we're all gonna yeah. go back and put that album on and, and agree with everything that he says, or or even those bits are gonna yeah. work the same way that they do. Comedy's just different now, or music's just different now, or whatever. But without that, you wouldn't get the thing. Well, that you have and today. like that's pretty cool. Like yeah. you said, the music you listen to now is like a response to it, but at the time, like the it also. Um, uh, like like you said, Sergeant Pepper's was like Paul McCartney's direct response to this album in that it in- inspired him to create that album. Yeah. So we wouldn't have Sergeant Pepper's True. and we wouldn't have everything else that was inspired yeah. by Sergeant Pepper's. And you wouldn't you have know? this without yeah. Rubber Soul when you wouldn't have Rubber Soul without exactly. Bob Yeah, yeah. 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 the competition that they and like the idea that, yeah. you know what I mean, mutual respect or whatever between musicians and then, you know, okay, well, that song kicked ass and then everybody, you know, those four, four or five guys in the band are looking around at each mm-hmm. other like, you know, we're going to get in and we're going to fucking do something like, and I mean, I, I yeah, the, that's what the Lawrence arms do when they fucking go into a recorded album. They're like, I want to fucking make an album that I can shove up yeah. Dillinger four's ass. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah, know what I mean? Exactly, and, yeah. like, and then I, and I respect the shit out of it. Right. Yeah. It's like, if your two favorite bands are kind of like, you know, a little bit competitive with each other or whatever, yeah. then that's, that's the coolest fucking thing. Yeah. So mm. I have a, a couple questions. Um, <laughs> so the first one I do, they're, I have three questions. Two of them are are quite silly, but we'll start with we'll start with the the the, the kind of ser- not serious, but the more uh, 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 on topic one. Would uh, we so book <laughs> that junior guy who shot? Yeah, one hundred percent. Like I'm yeah. there. Yeah. He's getting a spot yeah. on Tuesday. Yeah. He's yeah. on King's Head. It, like that's at the comedy ring. He's, he's on yeah. our show. <laughs> um. So the song "God Only Knows" uh was written in under an hour. Um, yeah, it's one of their most beloved songs. Paul McCartney says it's the greatest song ever written. Do you think that, um, I mean, if we relate it to comedy or obviously you can relate it to music, we can't because we've never written (laughs) music, but like in, in, uh, art, do you think that like kind of the greatest, uh, pieces of art, uh, come to you right away like that? Um, uh, like, Mm, I see what you're saying. Because yeah. I think when I am like writing a joke or whatever, my best bits come from random like moments of inspiration. And when I try to force myself to write a bit, it's never going to be as good as those like random moments that just come to you and you just mm-hmm. get it all out and you still, you know, fine tune it. Like the, this was written in under an hour, but then obviously all of the layers that right. were added yeah, on to it sure. took much, much longer. And so you still fine tune it and stuff, but that like core of it just kind of like comes to you and just like flows out of you really quickly in that moment. I think yes. And like there's um, the, the best stuff, the stuff that I like that gets the best response, I think has come to me like very, very fast. Mm-hmm. But you know that I'm trying to like, I'm, I'm like working on stuff. And when I'm working mm-hmm. on something, I'm trying to like piece together like like bigger ideas and stuff. Right mm-hmm. now I'm working on a bit that's more of like an anarchist manifesto than it is, you know, comedy. Mm-hmm. Right? So really <laughs> trying to, you know, like really trying to, to, to work on that. And then once, because like I know in my head, like what the absurdity in the world that I'm trying to describe is. Mm-hmm. But like I have to figure, and then that's going to take like mining. You know what right. I mean? And then mm-hmm. to figure it out. And I really hope that when I get to it, you know there, there's bits that i've that i've worked on that that i definitely stand behind that 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 wouldn't have been there had they not done the work but i'd be fucking lying my ass off if i told you that my best jokes didn't come to me fucking about like imme- immediately yeah exactly you know and yeah. i think that like um or the same thing too if you're just going to sit down to write if you're going to force yourself to write then it's laborious and uh and it and it takes forever 
um, and that compared to like the the spark of inspiration that you get when mm-hmm. and then you go oh shit now I'm gonna sit down to write now that I have that exactly and you yeah, can write you know ten minutes of material right there right so mm-hmm. that's it's yeah but I think there's I think the the, the those sparks of infor, of inspiration are amazing and I live for them and that's the reason mm-hmm. that I keep like writing and stuff like that but yeah. like it's the obsession about like of of wanting to of, to 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 take that. Um, thing that I wrote in an hour and really make it like beautiful or whatever like it is yeah like, well like that's what I was saying is yeah. that not like obviously not the entire process of fine-tuning it and mm-hmm. writing it but just that like initial oh spark. yeah 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 because yeah, yeah. yeah. like because there's nothing better like especially like for music like when you hear it you're like oh that's tasty you know what I mean that's mm-hmm. like I can't wait to show it to somebody right so like when I have something fucking dumb like I'll I've rolled you over at three in the morning and been like hey babe yeah. <laughs> like, wish for something and like and then that because if you know it's good then you kind of know it's good right yeah yeah and i think like even like the fucking bits <coughs> that i have that are kind of like the bits that i know always work and they're the shit that i'll pull out, pull out for like a fucking showcase show or whatever yeah. those are bits that i like wrote out um for the very first fucking stand-up set i ever did because i had like all these fucking right. ideas and it just like came out so quickly yeah. and those to this day are the ones that still tend to do the best you know yeah, yeah. also maybe because they have been worked on the longest too though totally Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah there's yeah. a bit of yang yang for sure yeah. I've, I've definitely totally. some bits that i've mined out or songs like that mm-hmm. but i think i kind of lean towards what you're saying of mm-hmm. like the best shit has just been Oh, I think this is funny, or I think this is a good lick, or whatever yeah. that, and it just kind of happens. Like, exactly, yeah. um, more pepper stuff for you. <laughs> Flea talks about <laughs> this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Flea talks about this where they're like, it's super hippie shit, but mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. I'm I, just from playing, I've been like, yeah, yeah. I think this is legit. Yeah. Uh, sometimes it's already in the room or something yeah. like that, and then it's like it's just certain circumstances work where it's like you mm-hmm. just having to pull it. Mm-hmm. out of there and then that's usually the best shit yep. that's yeah. usually the best shit yeah I find and like if, uh, I, if, I, if if the 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 thing is is there right so if i'm working too hard on something and if i walk away from it or like if i take a nap or something like that then i'll wake up mm-hmm. you know what i mean with that like yeah. like subconsciously kind of like work it out or something like that so like it's, yeah. it's mm-hmm. already there right and, and i think it's like, kind of similar right? and you similar to similar to that too with flea is that um john Frusciante uh in his the podcast that he just did with rick rubin he was talking about he's like when like flea we're jamming or whatever whether it be in the studio or on stage and flea starts uh playing a bass line or chad starts going on drums i'm not thinking what can I put to this now? I just start playing the thing that's meant to be played totally. right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. which that's, is insane. That's like an, an, another. That's you know, some masterful level shit. That's yeah, taking yeah. ego out of it. That's yeah. just like living in the moment yeah. and doing. You some know, cool like sometimes shit, you just like, hit yeah. that. Like you'll just mm-hmm. be. I don't know. You'll be walking around all heavy footed in your house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 and uh, <laughs> and you know what I mean. You'll just feel like. I don't know. Like sometimes yeah. I just feel funny, or like I'm just yeah, feel like, totally. I'm like, all right, now's the time to fucking totally. totally. What am I thinking about? Like blah blah. blah. Yeah. And like yeah. you just do it, and you know, get some good shit out of it. Like yeah. yeah, you can totally and like trying to recognize those uh, those moments. Those yeah. moments is yeah, huge. Yeah, not like I think like, the big thing for me is not forcing them to. You know, yeah. What I, mean? it's like, I, I say I'm not working or I have this day off, so I'm gonna devote feel x amount of hours between these two. You know, between mm-hmm. this time and that time to fucking yeah. to sit down and do the work. That's not the way that my like brain and creativity kind of works right so yeah the only time i force it is just to keep up the practice of totally. me doing it that's the only writing. real yeah. reason Absolutely. i think i do that just to be like because otherwise i just won't do it exactly <laughs> and I well, like, exactly that's like yeah. that's why you like you that that, that force and in hopes of creating like, more moments really like that. exactly yeah, and yeah, i does, think right. with comedy especially that's important too to just force yourself to keep writing even if it's shit that's you're never going to use or oh, it's never going to work. Right now, but it <laughs> is still the act of like writing and kind of accessing that part of your mind is still really important. 
Yeah. The key no. is to not be like in bed for fucking a hundred years like Brian Wilson after you write some good shit. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. Just because it only hit number 10. Lying yeah. in bed just like <laughs> Brian Wilson did. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. cool. Yeah. 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 Wow. So, you just yeah. put together wow. some Canadian content. Hell yeah. King Gordon. Gordon. We need to do, have you guys done King Gordon yet? Have we done that? Uh, no. Oh, that's, that's a fucking pretty good. Yeah. Very good. Like King Gordon's a pretty so goddamn good album. Yeah. Oh, and there's also okay. Be My Yoko Ono on that, which is like, you know, so John Lennon good. also spent quite a deal in bed. He just yeah. kept the lady beside him. <laughs> <Mr. King. laughs> just uh, yeah, just in case we wanted to bang a little bit, I brought her <laughs> along with me. <laughs> I've also stayed in bed, Brian, but I brought some pussy with me. <laughs> Song to Brian Wilson was definitely because my parents were both huge bare naked ladies. Oh, yeah. And so we, um, I fucking my dad and I followed him on tour. We, like the grateful <laughs> dead. Not like, not like bare all naked, around the country. Country, but so you're just like from the Jerry Garcia of the late <laughs> just, just from Tulsa, Victoria, just from Victoria to Kelowna. Uh, <laughs> uh, so that's three shows. One yeah. in Vancouver. Dude, that's a bare naked lady. That's a hundred <laughs> <Yeah>. shows. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> that's every mall. Pinch me. But that song, like I definitely knew that song before I knew who the fuck uh, Brian Wilson right. was. I thought this was just like a friend he was talking about. I thought he was, was like, talking to somebody. Yeah. Like I was like, oh, yeah, that guy's yeah. lazy or whatever. Like he's yeah, beefing. Yeah. I, I grew up in Tupac Big Year, right? Yeah. So I'm like, well, fuck Brian Wilson. That guy. Yeah, and so it's funny when <laughs> no like, response you to just thought it was like <laughs> an uber goober Canadian beef. Oh, dude, yeah. totally. Well, this fucking Brian like, Wilson guy is a hoser. Like I thought those guys legitimately didn't like each other. Brian Wilson does sound like a very Canadian name. Like it's it's like a guy that would grow up Wilson. in a Canadian tuxedo. <laughs> yeah, but it's funny when things like come into your consciousness before you know what they are, and then later in life you you make the connection or whatever. Yeah, you can um, watch that happen right here. Yeah, <laughs> but all right. So Brian Wilson's dad, uh, he was kind of notoriously abusive. He was their manager in their early years, and he had like a system of fines for them. So. Um, if they swore, they had to pay him a hundred bucks. If they were hanging out with girls, they had to pay him fifty bucks. And so um, he also so swearing higher <laughs> charges. Girls, you get a blue shot, but I don't want to hear yeah. you say fuck. Yeah, <laughs> you get so, you go, fuck. That feels good. <laughs> it's yeah, hundred fifty bucks. <laughs> oh fuck yeah! Mm, fuck yeah! He's just outside the fucking door, just tallying it up. <laughs> He just comes, his dad opens the door. Was it worth it, son? Yeah. <laughs> and, so, um, and so he um, he had a, a glass eye. And one of his punishments uh, when Brian Wilson oh, and no. his siblings were kids was to make his children take out the glass eye and peer into the empty socket. <laughs> what are... <laughs> Whoa. If you were um, an unhinged father, what would your most creative punishment be? <laughs> oh, man. Well, I mean... <laughs> Having one of those fathers. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Maybe you just like dig back into the. Yeah. <laughs> My dad was a little more old school. He preferred just to kick me up the stairs. <laughs> I mean, like, this That's is, an old playbook right this there. This is creative. Yeah. Like, Jesus That's Christ. literally what happened, by the way. This is a great abuse story. <laughs> I was like, I don't know, I was like five, maybe four or five. Yeah. My parents are still together. And I'm on the, I don't know, just being an ass. Yeah. And, uh, 
my, I'm on the stairs and like in mid stairs and my dad's by me and he's like fucking he's like Tyler he's like how many times do I have to tell you and I turn around and I go 60 <laughs> <laughs> yeah dude and he proceeds to field goal and kick me up like 7 stairs like this my uncle's you. down on the couch and he goes it's good <laughs> <laughs> Fast forward (laughs) years later, my parents are divorced. Fuck you, Andy. My old man's uh, like dating this girl. We were forced to go out there to hang out with her. So we're on like a motorhome trip. Yeah. And she's with his girlfriend. And she's a bitch. Like, we hate her. But my brother not having it. (laughs) And we're like, I'm probably like 10 now. My brother was 14. My brother was there for the first incident, right? So my dad, we're in the camper, and like some side, I was just heated. My dad goes out and goes over to the truck. We're still in the camper van, yeah. and this woman goes, "You kids are just the worst." She goes, "How many times do I get? How many backflips do I got to do for you?" And I look at my brother, and I look at her, I go, 60. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, call back. Yeah, oh yeah, dude. Yeah, Sick call back. Yeah, dude. What was the punishment after that one? <laughs> <laughs> or did she just keep her mouth shut? <laughs> no, she cried oh, and we had to apologize. It was oh. bullshit. Yeah, it was bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> that's punishment enough. That's, yeah. yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I have some abuse stories. Uh, <laughs> 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 well, good. I like the idea of like of 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 um of putting the fear into into the heart of children because that's <laughs> what um that's kind of what I had, right? And that's kind of what kept me in line because my, my dad wasn't around, right? So like my mom couldn't be like, Your dad's when your dad gets home he's gonna kick shit out of you, right? Yeah. Mm. So what I did have was my grandfather mm-hmm. who was down the street and he was fucking tougher, right? right. A meaner old Italian bastard. So when um my mom's got a cool story where she's working night shift and uh, she phones the house and I'm partying in there. I got like the house is full of people and I just take the cordless phone just outside. And I'm like, hey, my, oh, yeah, just chilling, you know, watching a movie, you know, just hanging out. Mm-hmm. But, like, it's an apartment complex. My mom's best friend lives three doors down. So she phones <laughs> my Auntie Troy, and she's like, oh, no, your house is crawling with kids right now. Yeah, There's so yeah. many fucking people. <laughs> so my mom knows that, uh, <laughs> that that's happening, right? And I'm just trying to play it cool. So the way that my Auntie Joy tells the story is when um, my mom phones back and tells me, um, okay, so that's, yeah, it's totally cool or whatever. Um, no one was going to be down there in five minutes. <laughs> so I'm like, fuck. And he lived literally five minutes away. He's, like, right around the corner, right? <laughs> so I'm like. This Everybody. is an issue. Do you, do yeah, yeah do, do you do it? So, from my Auntie Joy's perspective, there's 30 kids going out the front door and the back door, and kids are just scattering everywhere. And <laughs> yeah. we live next door to a graveyard, so like a bunch of kids are like, like running through the graveyard and shit to like, do, you oh know, to get to the safety God. and shit, which was cool. And then I decided to like speed clean the house, knowing that my nono was going to show up any minute and just kick the shit out of me, right? Because yeah. like, he's just going to open the door and it's fucking on, right? It's just yeah. fist cups. Like, if I come down to here at 9.30 at night, I'm fucking 80 years old. I'm, gonna, I'm fucking you up. <laughs> Maybe at that time, I guess we would have been in the 60s, but still. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the fear that I was, yeah. like, cleaning that house, it, that house has never been so clean mm-hmm. and I was just, like, sitting there for, like, and then you realize, you're like, it's been, like, an hour. Right. Yeah, yeah. She yeah. didn't even fucking call that guy. You yeah. know what I mean? Oh, right? yeah, so, no. Yeah. So I think that's a really good one. That's so, like, in that, dope. Yeah, dude. That's, that's a really good way to do it. That's a sick yeah. move. Yeah. So right. sick. So, like, if I had a kid that's and That's way worse than getting your ass kicked. Totally, right? It's just mm-hmm. it's sitting there. It's a psychological Oh, because, like, maybe, oh, shit, like, you know, he's got to get out of bed, right? Like, fuck, now... If he's got a shower, so he's got to put a fuck. If he's putting a suit on to come down here, I'm <laughs> fucked. <right? laughs> he has fucking cuff. Gives him oh, the kiss sure. of death. Yeah. He's going to yeah. slip down <laughs> here right back. He's going to beat me with the comb. So <laughs> when, uh, when um, I think there's a there's a cool threat that I heard on a POS record that kind of mm-hmm. um, echoes the similar um, uh, philosophy of that. And so if I had a kid, I'd just look him in the eyes and say, I'm going to put tax in your cereal a year from now. So that kid is always looking at 
I mean, this year. yeah, I mean, that's uh, yeah. That's, if you said abusive father, psychologically right? abusive, yeah, yeah psychological, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Abusive, right? So that's the thing. It's like I'm not gonna like because I'm a fucking yeah. big dude, right? So I don't want to like see a little kid and be like fucking little pussy. Yeah, that's not yeah, my shit, right? I'll fuck with you up here. Yeah, yeah. well, and I think that's similar to the old the old glass eye trick. <laughs> I thought he was gonna make him suck on or something right? weird. Like I thought I mean, it was gonna get still, weirder. That's almost like. The sockiness. So I thought he was gonna have to look into the eye, and I was like, "That's not so bad." Yeah, <laughs> look into the, like now peer into like the fucking up, socket. Like. Yeah. I mean, it could be worse. He could put crazy. that fucking a glass eyeball in a sock and really yeah. get to work, right? So, yeah. like, I mean, at the end of the day, oh, you don't want to damage the glass eye. <laughs> so you put it in the sock. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. yeah. <laughs> Start swinging that thing around the glass action here. The bad dude is fucking awesome. Yeah, I used to use doorknobs, but now I like eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen Taxi Driver? (laughs) (laughs) I gave me on my first date. I took her to a porno theater. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I don't really have any uh, uh, parental abuse stories. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out to Julian Timmer. Nice people. I don't know, man. Touring around to see the bare naked lady sounds like (laughs) quite a bit of abuse. We had um, this, this is Stockholm syndrome, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Right? <laughs> in the in the house that we rented before, uh, like the the house that my my brothers and I grew up in, there uh, there was like this solarium, and so obviously in the winter it would be fucking freezing right. in there, and so we called it the cold room, and my mom would lock us in there. Um, <laughs> 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 no abuse stories. Hey, just the cold room, huh? Just, yeah, a, just, just a, a cold quick, room. Yeah. Just a shining situation. Yeah, like getting yeah, a meat locker. Yeah. Exactly. She says when I, uh, we like semi, because I had totally forgotten about it until my little brother uh Was it under the stairs or were any of you wizards? No, Damn no. It. And then he brought it up and I brought it up to my mom. And she's like, well, yeah, I had to fucking lock you in there. Otherwise, I would have fucking killed you. So, <laughs> which is fair. Yeah, no, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> What's the statute of limitations on child abuse? Well, you're truly, you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> but, okay, final question. This one is ridiculous. Um, so, Brian Wilson, like we were saying, he kind of lost his mind okay. after this album. He gained 100 pounds in two years nice. in the early 70s, thanks in part to his daily breakfast of a dozen eggs and a loaf of bread. Nah. <laughs> oh, that's a lot of eggs. Man. Yeah. If you were going to lose your mind, what would be the first warning sign that would be visible to others? I mean, you've seen a bunch of. We've been together <laughs> for four years, I feel like. <laughs> I think um, if I. In terms of like. Uh, if someone who doesn't know you that well would see you and be like, "Oh, what's going on with him?" Well, I have some, I have like a few issues or whatever. That is, I'm, like since I stopped taking uh, specific medications or whatever, like mm-hmm. I, I need to kind of be like uh, aware of how, um, how I'm processing information and what I'm doing. So, like you know, like when I get um, to like a certain place or whatever, there's no talking me down and there's no really no like helping me or whatever. So mm-hmm. there's that if that progressed further to the point where I couldn't um uh acknowledge what I was doing and then and then have the the proper shame mm-hmm. afterwards right yeah. because I think that's the like that's how I know that I'm not losing it yet is because right. like I still fly off the handle and I think I'm turning into my dad a little bit more like more and more mm-hmm. by the day but the acknowledgement of afterwards and the embarrassment of me being like oh fucking Jackie saw me just fucking lose my mind because mm-hmm. he lost to Mike Bods <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah I'll freak the fuck out over anything right but like what, what happens is it, is, is it snowballs and fucking shit gets wild right and I don't deal with the death of my grandma and all of a sudden I walk into a fucking <laughs> to, to a roast 
and that happens. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then afterwards, I'll fucking lose my mind, right? So then, um, it's so if I if I do that and uh, and, and I don't acknowledge how stupid that is the day after. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think of yeah. Once I start getting too deep into the head, right? <laughs> yeah, that's when you can fucking start to call somebody. If you were gonna gain a hundred pounds in two years, what would you? What would be your choice? Uh, choice indulgence. Mike Boz dick. Um, so yeah, I would. <laughs> I would go to Hawaii. Yeah. <laughs> for a week. And I would eat a lot of spam. Shout out Ravi Cadams. Yeah. Hundred pounds in two years. How about fourteen in a week? Right. I fucking Shout out on that No shit. Right? You would only have to be there for eight, six, seven weeks to, to like, put those numbers up, right? I fucking read that like the day after we fucking <laughs> talked to Ravi about that. I was like, honestly, I think Ravi could do that in a lot quicker than two yeah. years. <laughs> He's yeah. fucking averaging two pounds a day. Yeah. <laughs> That's less than a year. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know because, like, for me, like, it would be because I can't fucking like put that like the the amount of food back like I used to. So. My diet is still dog shit. Like I still mm-hmm. eat like cheeseburgers and like and cheap beer a lot. So like I don't know how I'm not. I'd be so yeah. stoked if I could gain that. Much yeah, you could actually use it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm the most yeah. I've ever been right now, which is like insane. Yeah, to yeah, think I'm about. Three two hundred and twenty pounds. I could probably. You're two twenty. Yeah. yeah. See, I'm like a yeah. buck sixty five. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> oh, but I used to be like way lighter, dude. Like I used to like when I competed, I competed like one forty five, one like fifty. No shit. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. What'd you compete in? Kickboxing. Oh, no shit. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, I was a kickboxer when I was a kid, but I was also 6'3", 200 pounds, and I was like 13, and they were like, okay, that's the guy you have to fight. <laughs> okay, oh, guy just like fucking <laughs> like, Kimbo yeah. Slice. I'm like, I can't yeah. just fight anybody my age. They're like, no, no, you're huge. My? Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. I've never fought them. Also, the same situation. Like, oh, well, there's actually nobody that weighs that much, so you have to fight this guy. I'm like, he's 180, 200 <laughs> pounds. Yeah, well, yeah. you drove all the way up to Whistler, so. Yeah. <laughs> But you're you're something? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I was, okay. I, uh, yeah. I, I carry like, the stool of the ring for the homies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my like weight fluctuates so much. I can gain a lot of weight if I wanted to just like fucking pound back the pasta and bread and shit. And then I can also lose a lot of weight really easily. Like it really is like yeah, yeah. a sliding scale. I've never yeah. noticed that. <laughs> That's awesome. Careful, Johnny. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm looking now. I'm looking now. <laughs> I gotta start weighing her at the beginning of every week. <laughs> Weigh-ins. Yeah, <laughs> like absolutely. the fucking I mean, Playboy we, mansion. I mean, uh, yeah. the, the shout out to, uh, to to everybody at Playboy, the entire uh, the entire organization. They're doing a lot of good things over there. <laughs> oh, man, we fucking watched that documentary, the Playboy documentary, the 10 I heard a lot of good things about Hugh and that. Oh Whoa. my god. Are they, are, should, we fucking, yeah. should we do this Actually, for the next I episode? Because like, yeah. yeah. there's a lot to unpack. I would say woof, but I think woof is uh, is a little insensitive, <laughs> given <laughs> the content. Don't spoil it. Don't <laughs> and that's, spoil a, that's a sneak preview. That's <laughs> a, what's right. it called? Right. That's a teaser. Right. Consider yourself teased. Hell yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so that was uh, Pet Sounds. That was Pet Sounds. <laughs> that was Pet Sounds. All I Pet Sounds. And uh, yeah, well... Um, We'll catch you on the flippity flop and uh, signing off. Um, yeah. Peace in the Middle East. <laughs> Peace. <laughs>